बसमीम् अल्लाम वरम्ह वर्कापिक इन दिस लेक्चर आई लाइक टू टॉक अबाउट ईमान एंड फर्स्ट आई वन गो एंड एक्सप्लेन द डेफिनेशन ऑफ ईमान आई एम श्योर मैनी ऑफ यू आर फेमिलियर विद ईमान एंड स्पेशली द मुस्लिम पीपल इन द मुस्लिम कम्यूनिटी इज़ वेरी फेमिलियर विद ईमान एंड द बिलीवर्स आर वेरी फेमिलियर विद ईमान but to explain the definition from my point of view from what i have come to learn about iman iman is our faith obviously but our faith in allah our faith in the divine our faith in god and we believe that there is a god we follow and we worship that god that god created us and he not only created us he gave us a part of him he gave us this um dna that came from him each person do you know have a different dna dna is found inside a cell of a human being so if you have a skin cell or you have a hair cell um any kind of cell in your body on the inside of that cell is the dna and inside that dna are few letters um they are in combination and each time for each individual the combination is different so scientists basically learn how to distinguish between one individual to another individual they have a machine that um does the dna test and in the test your dna material is used inside the machine and it comes up with this print and the print has uh, these different um, measurements of your um, combination of your dna each person each individual has a different dna from your parents to your mother to your daughter to your son to your uncle to your aunt to one ancestry to another ancestry has a different dna no equal dna is found between two people there might be similar pattern for example the father might have the similar pattern as the son so therefore you would know that that pattern exists in the son so he is the son of that particular father that's how they do the dna testing The reason why I went into the DNA testing is because DNA uh, you might as well say is the seed of a human being. You know, and God placed that seed in a human being, which makes our God a very intelligent God, <laughs> which makes our God uh beyond a scientist, beyond beyond that knowledge, beyond that information. I mean, he created the universe. He created different planets. the perfect measurement between the sun and the moon and the ocean and land and water everything that we see is in the perfect measurement if it goes any further or any closer to us we will face some great disaster you know tsunami is one of them um meteor falling from the sky is one of them the sun getting a little bit too close to us 
and uh, creating heat or the sun is moving a little bit away from us and creating this darkness and cold either way we will not be able to survive the planet so god put everything in the perfect measurement now getting back to the iman iman is embedded within a human being as the core belief as the center of their belief and the reason why it is because god created human beings and he created the abilities in a human being to be fair to be honest to be to walk a certain path to speak a certain language to live a certain life to believe in him he put those seeds inside a man now those seeds have to be awakened sometimes sometimes those seeds are not awakened now i sounds really ridiculous but this part of our iman for example is even awakened in us or it is asleep it's morbid so why does these two states exist well that is the test of our iman that is the test of the creation god created human beings and he wanted to put both of these things inside a human being and to test to see if this person will reach out for the right thing i think the creator has the right to do that you know if if you create a car you want to test drive it you want to put it to different tests like how would would that car fail in the speed in this accident you know you you test that car and you see its performance to see how it's going to run on the road you know maybe it will shift to the left maybe it will shift to the right and same thing with the iman maybe your iman will shift to the right maybe it will be awakened or maybe it will go to the left and it lies morbid dead so you your iman can be dead within you or it can be awakened within you now what awakens our iman right education right right brought up inheritance sometime you inherit the iman but you're not really familiar with it it's there you said i have iman it's on the shelf you know uh, how long ago did you hang it up long time ago i haven't even checked back it's been 5 years 10 years i have my iman but i'm going to the bar i'm going to drink i just put it on hold for a little bit you know i'm sure it doesn't mind i have a iman but i'm just going to do few bad deeds and then i will return to it and i'm sure allah will forgive me and it will be okay so each time you push aside your iman what are you doing you're making something else your priority and that something else is making a home inside you and that home gets bigger and bigger and bigger you might believe we might believe that we can always grow our iman we can always return to this and the negativity will not take over us but then you realize i'm not really strong enough to follow my iman i thought i was strong enough to follow my iman but somebody offered a drink and i went for it someone offered to uh, steal something to go in a bad direction to commit a sin and i went for it 
obviously my iman was not strong enough who is the judge of that allah is the judge of that allah is the judge of whether your iman is strong or not but you need to be aware of it we need to be aware of it we need to be aware of where our iman is whether it's awakened or not whether it's active whether we uh, worship allah or not whether we just conveniently pushed it aside and hoping to return to it when we get older you know some people have this mentality that older people pray and younger part of people party it shouldn't be the case because iman is the foundation of your belief system it is the foundation that drives you in life that should drive you in life and the reason why it should drive you in life is because the dna print of iman is of a person who follows allah who follows the right thing who follows who has good deeds who's working towards something positive and all the negative aspect is another design so if iman is not embedded in us strongly we will shift to the left all the time most of the time some of the time depending on the person we will shift to the left and we will have to be dragged to the right side why is being on the left side a wrong thing some people might question that some people might challenge that i want to be on the left side 24 hours well the result itself explains to you why the negative aspect or being close to the negative side and not having iman results in the negativity in your life results in the negative effect in your life how you will begin to see that your life is kind of falling apart you might have uh, been drinking you know with friends and it it goes to the point where you forget your own name you know pretty soon you lose control of your car you lose control of your schedule you lose control of the people in your life and everything begins to scattered it's just all like random it's random you don't know where anything is going to come from because you are no longer at the center of your iman your your iman is not awake in 100% so things begin to go in the wrong direction someone who practice wrong things might lose everything in their life and you find them on the streets wandering around you know talking to themselves they have completely lost charge of their life so god gave us iman and god gave us the ability to turn to our iman so we can be on the right path so we can be positive people so we can carry something good in us so our life as a result is not a disaster now it's a very simple thing to say but these two forces do exist and anybody can be a witness when you do wrong in your life you have more wrong results in your life when you do something right you have more right results in your life so having faith and not having faith makes a huge difference in an individual's life we need to have very strong iman awaken in us and i will talk about
readers and the reasons why we should wake this iman in, in ourselves first of all allah has the knowledge of everything and it's like a library when you walk into a library the library is full of books there's many many books there's so many subjects you walk in as an individual and you think i can cover this whole library but then you think about how long would it take me to cover every single book in this library and you realize your limitations right there it will take a long time <laughs> even for you to focus on one book to really get into it to understand it completely it takes time so you bring that book home and you read it it takes you a week just to read it analyze it and then you have to return it just imagine the abundance of knowledge in that library and just imagine the abundance of knowledge that allah has so if allah gives you a very small percentage of his knowledge you might be going crazy thinking oh my god i know something you know i i know what's going to happen i can predict the future i have these intuitions i could see that coming before it happened now what's my point in telling you this ultimately allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the knowledge and we are to acquire that knowledge somehow and how would we begin to acquire that knowledge at least we need to be close to him at least we need to ask questions at least we need to uh, find out some things practice some things worship learn the quran read the quran and learn the meaning of what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to say to us at least we need to do that much homework and that is on each individual to do that homework so this is just the beginning of you trying to discover iman you trying to reach out for iman um i remember my journey it began um i mean as a kid i was um born muslim you know i read the quran when i was a kid and it was you know my parents telling me to read it so i went to the madrasa and i had my quran lessons you know and islamic studies was in the school so i had my islamic studies just to acquire the knowledge as a kid and thank god to my parents that they did that because when i came to the usa we did not have islamic teaching <laughs> in college so at least i was thankful that as a child i had that um academic history of islamic reading and writing and history of all the prophets and um you know reading the quran so it it gave me this foundation to begin with but after coming to usa and after living here and living a modern life going to college going to university you know making friends and working in this field i lost touch with my um iman with my religion and uh, the society tends to pull you away in a lot of ways maybe you don't find time to get to the quran maybe you don't find time to go to the mosque maybe you don't find time to pray even 
You know, you're too busy. You have exams coming up. You have to show up at work in the morning. So all these things were almost like obstacles. But then I was to lead a different life. And I, after completing my goals and finishing my degree and uh, finishing my activities and my whatever goals I had, an achievement that I wanted to have, I began to make a shift. And my shift was toward my iman. Now, it wasn't something that I really was pushed toward or someone told me to do it. or It was just a shift that was taking place. I was becoming more and more and more spiritual, reading more books about religion, philosophy, history, basically doing all my homework and, and just leading in that direction and rediscovering my iman. And I consider it to be a blessing. Because something like that could only come from Allah. Where the person is guided all on their own. And they're following a certain direction. And they're leaving everything from the modern time behind. They're leaving the offers, the bars, the, the clubs and the men and everything else, you name it. All the temptations are being left behind as I move forward to my iman. And I had no idea that God was preparing me. Not until 10 years later, I had no idea. Then I began to realize there's a purpose behind this. There's a cause behind it. There's a reason behind it because I tend to be becoming detached from the world and more attached to this subject and more attached to the knowledge that Allah has for me. And it is something that happened to me naturally. So... My job in all of that was to accept it. I began to accept the idea that this is what's happening to me. And I began to adore the idea. I began to um, really get involved in the idea. So I began to get close to my faith, attached to my faith, loving my faith, and getting more and more answers asking more questions because faith to me came in a beautiful way it came to me as a surprise almost that you were going in that direction but there is another direction that you need to check out and then I realized that all the knowledge all the things everything is in that direction where my iman is and everything else began to look like Something that I really don't need in my life. Something that affects me negatively. Each time I would go in a really loud crowd, I would begin to crumble. I would begin to feel like this energy is not really doing me well. And every time, every time I was close to my iman, I begin to feel this peace within myself. All the answers are coming to me. I'm not afraid of anything. I'm not challenged by anything. There's there's certain kind of peace inside of me that people begin to see. And they begin to say, you seem very content. You seem very happy. What's the reason behind it? What caused you to become that? How come you're not disturbed? How come you're not getting angry? How come you're not getting anxious? And I realize within myself, 
those are the things of the world. I'm sure you expect me to be all of those things, but I'm going to watch myself and I'm going to be what God needs me to be, what God wants me to be in that situation. So for example, if somebody was fighting with me and I found myself in a very confrontational situation where I have no choice but to respond to that person, I took a step back and I realized this person is putting out very negative energy and he or she wants me to pull me into that zone without my permission. And soon I will find myself in a position where I am equally in that negative zone with him, fighting the negative war that he has created. So by me stepping away from it, I declared my position, that my position is of peace. If you want peace, you will have to come to the right side. If you want communication, you will have to come to the right side. So come back and talk to me when you are calm. But at this point, I will not engage in your conversation because whatever comes out of me will be coming out from you, will be transferred to me. So I realized at that point that not only do I need to have Iman, but I also need to protect my Iman because there are cracks, there are things where people can get inside with their negativity where shaitan can get inside from negativity, from single crack. You know, maybe you leave a little bit of space in your iman and invade your iman. Turn you into a person that is just like any other ordinary person who has no iman, who has no faith. Make you hopeless, just like the people who have no hope. So it is important to protect your faith. It is important to protect your iman. How do you do it? You do it by not stepping into the territory of shaitan. You do it by standing still in the moment where you are challenged by the shaitan. You do it when you are challenged by the shaitan with temptation and you say no to the temptation. Because the reason why you would say no to the temptation, because the temptation has a greater impact than you think. It might bring you pleasure in that moment, but ultimately in the future, in the near future, it brings you disaster every single time. There's no way that you could be happy by going after a temptation. There's always disappointment attached to it for some reason. Now, you can challenge my theory, and I'm sure a lot of people would challenge that theory and would say that, you know, not always. Temptation doesn't always lead to, you know, bad circumstances. But the thing is, it destroys your iman in that moment. It destroys that connection that you have with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It, it comes in between that connection. So maybe you had a really strong connection going on with Allah you were praying, you were fasting, you were reading the Quran, and you were trying to understand the message of Allah. You know, Allah was bringing power in your life, barakat in your life. And then all of a sudden, somehow, you find yourself empty. You find that all these things just disappeared and leave you. 
you know, there's no barakat in your life anymore. There's no true happiness in your life anymore. There's no connection with Allah anymore. You begin to pray less. You begin to become disconnected from yourself and from your family. You begin to become uh, depressed almost. And how common is depression in our society? Very common. Now my question is, is the people who are depressed, is their iman really strong? Because if you check with the person who has faith, who has iman, they are too busy worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They're too busy making plans for the hereafter. They're too busy connecting with Allah. They're too busy doing something positive in the community. They're too busy uh, expecting something great to happen in their life. They have no time for depression. And most of them are strong enough to say bye to depression. Don't bother me. You have no room here. You know, I am not going to spend my whole day in depression because my friends need me. My community needs me. My job needs me. So the person who has depression has no hope. That's the quality of depression, that it has no hope. And depression is about hopelessness. Really, hopelessness making a home inside of you. And reminding you every day that something is not possible. That everything that you have done in your life is useless. That things are impossible. That you're useless. So, a person of faith, a person who has iman, has to protect their iman. Has to protect themselves from not falling into the darkness. Not falling into that place where they get depressed. Because if, you, if we're not hanging on to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if we're not hanging on to our iman, and if we're not practicing our iman, something will come in and destroy it. If we're not alert and if we're not protected, something will come and destroy it. So it's really important to protect your iman. It's important to have your iman, to have your faith, and it's important to protect your faith. Um, practice your faith as well. Because if you're not practicing your faith, your faith is just there. It's not active. It's not something that you, you can pass forward. It's not something you can talk about. It's not something you can do. It's just there. So it's important to pay attention to these things when it comes to our iman and our faith. And um, I want to give another example. Um, just the part of the DNA. I mean, it's just the part of the blueprint. An airplane has a blueprint. You know, I mean, everything has a blueprint. Airplane has a blueprint of how it's designed and how it's going to function. That blueprint never changes. And the reason why it doesn't change is because then we won't be able to fly the plane. And if we put half of the information in building the plane, uh, the plane will just crash. You know, so same way God has given us this blueprint of Iman. That if we don't operate with that blueprint, with that faith, then our life will also crash in many different ways. So to have a perfectly running airplane, to have a perfectly running life, Iman has to be the foundation of each individual. Because 
the God who created us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wants us all to believe in Him, to worship Him, to return to Him, to ask Him for help, to praise Him, because He is ultimately our Creator. And I like to elaborate on this subject even further um, with more details because there are many aspects of Iman that needs to be covered, how it should be practiced and whether or not there is a difference in other religions and our religion, which is Islam. And um, basically what I'm talking about is faith because faith in Allah is the ultimate goal. And that faith can come from many different religions. You know, if it's Christianity, if it's uh, Judaism, if it's any other religion that is holy, you know, and and the people have faith, they have faith, they have Iman, they believe in God. So there is no such thing as putting down the people who are not practicing uh, their faith in the same manner as you are. You know, so faith is a very open term and Iman is a very open term in terms of like how a person should just have that foundation. You know, and then uh, of course you need to study uh, your religion. You need to study what the history of your religion is to to have a better understanding of uh, why you should have Iman. And um, I hope this lecture uh, brought you some good knowledge. And I plan to um, elaborate on this subject further. And um, may God bless you. And Allah Hafiz.